Hi, I'm Chanel, agency owner, marketing coach, speaker, and your official human sunshine. I've been in marketing since 2009 and have run a successful strategy and content marketing agency since 2018. Jaded by my corporate life, I quit my job to travel the world and start my own business. I've learned so much in my business journey and I want to share it with you. The Sunshine Podcast for Women in Business offers marketing advice for industry professionals and inspiring stories for women netting life and business. If you love the podcast, please subscribe and share with someone who would enjoy it too. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy your daily dose of sunshine. Hello, hello, dear hearts. Today, I am welcoming Dai. Dai is from Top Knot Management. With over 20 years of marketing and communications experience, she started her business, which she calls a fluid fusion of marketing, PR, and communication. So Dai helps businesswomen build their personal brand and amplify their presence with powerful PR. She's worked with the likes of Taryn Brumford and recently got her clients into news.com.au and Forbes. So she really knows her stuff. Very, very impressive. So that's your little intro, Di. But without further ado, I'll hand over to you to introduce yourself. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hello, lovely. Hi, everyone. Uh, wow, what an intro. That was amazing. I don't I don't feel like I've got anything else to add to that, really. <laughs> well, well, you're you're a very impressive lady, Di. So yeah, thank you for being here today. Let's start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself. So so who you are and, and what you do and who you do it for. Sure. So my business is called Top Knot Management. And the way that I describe my business is that I manage people first and then their brands. So my background predominantly has been in marketing and communications. Um, you know, when I was bright and young, I went out, went out and got my marketing degree and just kind of hit the ground running and had several roles in the corporate industry and then towards the latter part of my career I decided to get into the world of PR and um, I absolutely loved PR, loved it, worked on some amazing events, worked with some amazing brands but I always wanted to start my own business. So three years ago I started Top Knot Management, um, had absolutely no idea on how to run a business and what to do and didn't have a niche at the time. So I just offered marketing, comms, PR. And yeah, I guess like, you know, as the years went on, I my niche just really narrowed down. And so I pretty much focus on personal brand management and PR. But even with the PR, it's more leadership PR and lifestyle PR. So that's kind of, yeah, what I'm doing at the moment. Um it's been a bit of a ride. I started my business a month before COVID hit Australia. So that was um, oh, wow. really, really interesting. It was a bit of a roller coaster, but I'm here and I'm loving it. Amazing. Well, um, congratulations because you've built a wonderful business. And I think, you know, for the businesswomen who are listening to the podcast, that is so normal, that natural evolution of a business kind of starting doing everything. And then as it evolves, you kind of start to strip away certain things and niche down into one specific area and rather nail that area, then spread yourself mm. too thin. Um, so Absolutely. that is a learning that I think that most businesswomen will go through. So let's talk a little bit about personal branding. So mm -hmm. 
Talk to me about why it's important for business owners to build their own personal brand. Well, you know what? I see personal brand as having your own marketing and communication strategy for yourself. So it's not linked to a product that you offer. It's not linked to a service that you provide. It's just linked to you. And by focusing on your personal brand, by positioning yourself as the go-to in your industry, as a leader or a voice of authority, there's so many positive benefits that come from that. So your profile grows, your status grows, you become identifiable as a person to go to for a certain something. Um, And then there's all of these financial implications that come from it as well. So you'll be perceived as being in demand. People will be okay with parting, you know, the extra dollar or two to kind of engage your services. So that's one thing Mm. alone. You've got all of these opportunities there as well that you can kind of focus on and capitalise on um, from creating workshops or doing one-on-one mentoring or speaking engagements And then obviously there's all these little steps in between that kind of help you along the process. So when um, you're building your personal brand, there's a lot that you can do. You can do leadership PR. You can be quite purposeful with the social content that you push out. So, yeah, I hope that kind of like answers the question somewhat for you, Chanel. It does. I mean, I think like I've always said this, and I'm sure you'll agree that, um, you know, people buy from people um Mm -hmm. so they want to connect with the person behind the business and so building your own personal brand is is a means to do that um I know that a lot of people in my agency they like working with us because they're like us Mm -hmm. personally um and it's because we spend a lot of time building our own personal brands to ensure that we make it clear you know, who we are as people, what we stand for, what our values are, that we're very forward thinking with what we do. We're very creative. So it's almost like finding your own personal values that also overlay with your business values. Um, Absolutely. It's just, um, there's so many different layers to it. So from a PR perspective, um, the media is not necessarily interested in the products that you offer or the services you provide again. Like they mm-hmm. want to know about the personal journey and the story behind it and the face. Um, but even beyond that, even if you don't have a business, if you're working for someone, as an example, and you've got a strong personal brand, that's going to set you apart from others. So one of um, the case studies that I always refer to is my husband who, um, you know, works for someone but he's got such a strong personal brand that I know that if he ever leaves the company and the company knows this by the way, as well, mm-hmm. if he ever leaves his whole entire client base is going to follow him yeah, because yeah. his personal brand is so strong. So there's just so many layers and so many aspects to focusing on your personal brand. Um, it's just, yeah, you'd be crazy not to have a focus. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know, it could probably be a bit of a buzzword at the moment or maybe it's just starting off as, you know, being something that's kind of trending, like a whole focus on, you know, personal branding. But I just feel like at the moment if you do have a bit of a focus on it, you're going to be light years ahead of 
your competitors because I feel like it's just going to be normal practice very, very soon. Um, it's, Absolutely. Yeah, it's something that a lot of people aren't necessarily focusing on at the moment, but it will be very, very soon. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it has to be because businesses need to do more than just exist as a business. They need to start mm. to showcase their personality and the people behind their business. And it's amazing that more organizations don't actually invest in training for their staff on how to build their own personal brand for the reason that you just that you just said, because it helps business yeah. as well. It helps yep. you as an individual and it helps your business. So if I was to get started with building a personal brand, I can imagine... Um, you know, someone who, someone who is just getting started, mm-hmm. where would you even start? Where would yeah. you even start to, you know, we're such, as humans, we're so multifaceted that it yeah. would be a real challenge to map out, all right, you know, what do I want to be known for? Yeah. Um. What do I want to omit? Because yeah. I don't want to overshare also. Yeah. So, yeah. so talk our listeners through how do you start with building your personal brand? Yeah. Or just remember it is a strategy. So, again, just focus on the fact that, you know, this is your own marketing and communication strategy. So you you need to understand what you're hoping to achieve at the end of the day. But at the most basic level, and I'll definitely get into the things that you can do, but at the most foundational level, there's three things that I think everybody needs to be on top of. And, Chanel, you've been already exposed to this already, but the first one is your point of difference. Mm -hmm. So if you are... A business coach, for example, amazing. That's fantastic. But there's like a gazillion other business coaches out there. So you need to kind of like work out what your point of difference is. Um, make it really, really, really strong because you want to be identifiable compared to everybody else that might be swimming in the same pool. So that's one thing. The second thing is really understanding your ideal target market. So not necessarily the followers that you've got at the moment or the client base that you might have, but the ones that you want to appeal to, um, that kind of helps determine the activities that you do. So if you do do PR and, you know, you want to be front and centre in front of mums, for example, you know the publications to kind of target, you know the way you should write and the wording you should use to resonate with that target audience as well. And the third one is have a look at your brand values. So the brand values that are attached to yourself. Again, not your product, not your service, not your workplace, just yourself. So when people have any sort of interaction with you, whether it's through email, on socials or face-to-face, your brand values come across loud and clear. And it could be the fact that you're quite down-to-earth and approachable and no no nonsense um those three things are almost like the foundational things that you kind of need to be on top of and once you've worked that out then you can start doing the actions you can start doing things like being quite purposeful with um your socials showcasing your expertise and all these other beautiful things but at the most foundational level that's that's what I would focus on Amazing. Yeah, that's super helpful. And in your experience, what have been some of the biggest challenges that your clients have faced when it comes to building their personal brand? Because mm, it's so think, personal, right? So like oh my God. that people don't maybe people don't even know themselves and so they struggle to but what, what are sort of the challenges? Yeah, there's actually a few. So a lack of clarity 
and directions, definitely one. So I do do one-on-ones and at times people are doing what they're doing, but they're just really unsure of themselves. Um, so yeah, lack of lack of clarity and direction. And it just helps either speaking to a business coach or even a friend, an outsider who can kind of um, see the talent that you have and go, you know, you're amazing at what you do, but how about you kind of like really niche down and focus on this? Or how about we position you in this way? So that's one thing. Fear is another one. Um, You know, it is, you know, if you're going to focus on your personal brand, you're putting yourself out there. Um, So a lot of people Mm. are paralyzed by fear. They're just really uncomfortable. I've had clients who are ready to take the next step and they want to share their, their journey with the world. And I have to prep them and say, you know, if you do get that news.com.au piece or if you get that daily mail piece, there are going to be keyboard warriors out there, um, you know, family and friends as well. Like, you know, they might be talking about you. You just kind of, I think you have to kind of acknowledge that, um, yeah, the fear is there, but just be, try and be comfortable, as comfortable as possible in terms of m- moving forward but you're never, ever going to be 100% ready to take that next step. So just kind of um, acknowledging that. Yeah, and I think, like you said, it's always it's it's always helpful to hire a professional where you can say, look, all right, this is what I'm thinking. This is a little bit about my life or my story or my my journey. Um, mm. Is it too much? Do I, do I strip it back a little bit? Like having yeah. your advice as to what you think is going to resonate with people and also what the client is or isn't happy to share is um is really really important so um mm-hmm. so yes no that that all makes sense um so a lot of what you do is is storytelling right because you're it taking you're, you're building somebody's personal brand and then you're having to mm-hmm. extract a story from them that mm-hmm. you feel um mm-hmm. is going to be suitable for the the media that you're pitching to. So Correct. talk to me a little bit about how you go about extracting somebody's story. Yeah. You know what? It's it's really interesting. So when they come on board as a client, I have a one and a half hour strategy session. And I say strategy session, but really at the end of the day, it's just a conversation. So I'm like, right, tell me everything. Let's go back to God knows when, tell me about how you got into this role. And I just listen to them speak. Um, and, you know, they talk for an hour or so. I ask questions along the way. And just by going through that process, the things they say just kind of like my brain goes ding, 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 ding. Like, yeah, that's a story upon itself. So initially just that original consult session, I have got a bank of stories that I know that I can pitch and Mm. um, each of the stories would probably have different targets as well. So with one client, we might want to reach out to business skewed publications and, you know, talk about their business journey and how impressive it's been and the obstacles that they've overcome. That's quite unique, but um, you know, on the flip side, we might target a more mainstream publication because of another reason. So it's just, it is a little bit intuitive, um, but yeah, like I said, it's just really having a conversation and me just identifying those really unique angles. 
And thereafter, I'm always having conversations with clients. And I had a conversation recently with one of my clients who um, is an e-com expert. And we were just chatting and I'm like, oh, so what are you working on? And she's like, well, I'm actually structuring one of my clients' businesses because she's travelling around Australia in her van with her family. And I'm like, amazing. oh, my God, that's amazing. It's a story. Like, that is a story. <laughs> And I, the first publication I pitched to was Forbes <laughs> and it got picked up straight away. Um, and, you know, it was probably divine timing. But, again, something that was so routine and so mundane to my client to me was quite unique. You know, digital nomadship was, you know, it's trending at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, that sort of process that I follow through. There's no you know, strict formulation or anything like that. I'm quite fluid with my approach, but it tends to work well. Well, like you say, I mean, it's that sort of intuitive. You're able to sit and listen and then it's a bit like what I have to do as a, as a, mm. as a strategist as you sit and you listen and listen and listen and then you go, okay, I, I'm picking up on that and picking up on that and picking up on that. Um, in all of your, your years that you've been doing what you've been doing, um, what's sort of been the favorite story that you've got to tell? So not necessarily your favorite client, but just some yeah. a story that you've managed to get out there that, that you're particularly proud of. You know, uh, so I have worked with some high-profile personalities, but I just love giving the smaller voices a national presence. So I don't know if there's one that comes to mind, but I do have a client who I'm work with, working with at the moment and her, fee, her first piece of media exposure is going to be in a national mag. So that's amazing that is like a massive massive bucket filler for me because she can't believe it um I can because I think she's absolutely talented at what she does and the Mm. world needs to find out about what she does and they will um but it's just those little moments so there's nothing that kind of comes to mind at the moment but just those sort of moments if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And I think that that's wonderful. Um, it's one of the things that makes you very charming, Di, because you do Aww. you do like to hear the the voices of the small people too. Um, so what I'm interested to know is, so I think for a lot of, especially smaller people, like you're saying, smaller people mm-hmm. sounds, sounds awful, but like smaller mm-hmm. businesses or, you know, yeah. l- lower profile, whatever you want to call them, um, they're still trying to get their head around, you know, Instagram and Facebook and marketing and and all of that kind of thing. That PR seems like such a big thing that's so mm-hmm. so out of reach. And mm-hmm. you know, you make a good point because I think a lot of smaller businesses or or you know, one woman shows think that they don't need PR or that they 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 can't access PR because they're not not a big business. Um, yeah. so I think that that's a really important story to share because anybody can have. A, a presence online as long as they've got a good story and they've got a good vision for their business what kind of like results can they expect after they have invested some time and money in building their personal brand and mm-hmm. getting onto these publications what 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 kind of happens after that uh there's a whole ton of benefits so obviously 
um, any sort of exposure, there's usually a call to action. So it might mean like more visits to the website, more followers on socials. Um, you know, it gives you an opportunity to kind of self-promote as well. Like, look at me, mum, I'm in your idea. Um, then there's all these other benefits like organic SEO through backlinks and bits and pieces. Um, PRs, a little bit tricky to measure in the same way as marketing at times as well. Mm, so mm. with PR, if you're looking at a return on investment, you've got this thing called AVE, which is the advertising value equivalent. So if you get a piece of exposure and let's just say it's a new idea and it's a full page, then the advertising equivalent is, I don't know, maybe $25,000, $30,000 or something like that. Um, so, yeah, in terms of like investment of PR, um, again, it's really, really hard to measure, but at the very least, it just increases your brand awareness, makes you more prominent. It puts you front and centre in people's minds as well. Um, and it's it's always going to be there as well, um, mm, usually yeah. through backlinks and stuff. So there's always like a history there that you can refer to. And your credibility. I mean, if, if, if your story is featured on Forbes, which is a credible... Yeah source of of information then mm -hmm. that's very good for your authority and your your credibility and I mean I suppose you know PR with the content that's produced within that realm is very similar to content marketing which is the realm that I'm in so before people yeah. buy from you they have to know you yeah. like you and trust you and public relations is a great way for people to get to know you and and like you and and trust you so um Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a very very worthwhile investment and I think Particularly, people, I think, need PR now more than ever before because mm. of the fact that, um, you know, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok mm -hmm. and all of those platforms, they're just flooded with so mm -hmm. much content all the time. And that's not to say that they aren't valuable, like that that mm. content is not valuable and that those platforms aren't good to use. They are. Mm -hmm. But yeah. PR is something that makes you stand out over and above those Absolutely. platforms where you're self-curating your own content this is something from somebody else about me so I yeah. think that for businesses to stand out they do need to invest in PR so that you know it's they're amplified outside of their own channels I think that that's absolutely valuable 100% um, yeah absolutely and you know I guess because I'm a marketing comms native I see PR as almost as if it's a marketing strategy absolutely so when you're creating yeah. like you know your marketing plan and you've got all of these objectives and just say you want to increase brand awareness amongst a particular segment you can do that a number of ways you can do it through digital advertising you do it through social media you can do it through PR as well and what you'll probably find is that the investment might not be too dissimilar like um PR can be quite expensive there's a lot of agencies that charge ridiculous amounts um but you know there's the smaller ones out there that you know are a lot more affordable as well mm -hmm. and then you can even give it a go and do your own um PR as well you can sign up to um platforms like Source Bottle where um media and journalists seek out um contributions and expert insight and stuff like that so there is an element that you you can kind of manage yourself. Amazing. Um, so Di, you had um you had a boot camp recently, or was that still happening? No, yeah, I had that in February. Okay, I was going to say, well, that that would have been the call to action to get people to that boot camp. Tell us a little bit about what you did, and if there's going to be another one. 
Yeah, there will be another one. I haven't set a date yet. I'm either thinking middle of this year or potentially the start of um, next year. So the boot camp is for um, anybody who's wanting to do personal branding and PR for themselves. So it was a two-day boot camp. The first day was all about education. So there's a process that I follow for all of my clients, a bit of a framework, and we go through the whole framework. And by the end of the first day, essentially you have your personal brand and PR strategy set up for the rest of the year. Um, And you've got the know-how on how to execute and implement everything and a pass on all of my expert knowledge and advice that I've accumulated over the past 20 odd years or so. Day two was a media content day. So we actually had a makeup artist come in, teach us how to apply makeup. I mean, we were all females, Um, (laughs) but, you know, it was all about showing up. Like, you know, whether it's on socials, whether it's going to networking events, um, you know, we learned a five-minute routine. We all did our own faces and then we got some professional headshots and personal branding photos taken by Fable of Fit and Fig, which was amazing. And then we had a personal stylist come on board and talk about personal style and how that's reflective of your personal brand. Um, you know, both areas in terms of personal brand and personal style first impressions matter. So um, it's just being quite purposeful and identifying what sort of message and impression that you're giving people. So, yeah, that's a bit of a snapshot. It was a lot of fun. That sounds amazing. Okay, so on the note of that, when it comes to personal brand, I feel like I'm really good with my personal brand and that I'm very much myself and the values that I have as a person overlap with the values I have as a a brand. So like creativity, authenticity, empathy, um, all of that kind of thing. But from the physical sense, I am terrible. Like I sometimes go and, you know, I I see these, these, these women on Instagram and they always look so beautiful and so done up. And I just think, oh my God, that's not me. I'm terrible. I hate wearing makeup. I, I hate dressing up. I hate wearing a bra. I can't tell you how many times I've presented braless and thankfully, thankfully I'm perky. So, so I have that option, but I just like, where do you draw (laughs) the line between like being yourself, but not being too much of a mess that it affects the way that people that that affects their impression on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I think you're fine, Chanel, honestly, hun, like in terms of, um, you've got very clear identifiable brand values and authenticity and you just rocking up and, you know, being yourself is obviously one of them. So that's really important for you. So you can get away with everything. You don't need to wear makeup. You don't need to wear a bra um, as long as you're happy to own that. But there are people out there that are so self-conscious that they know that they need to face the camera. And this is, again, where the fear comes in. Um, but they're just so super conscious of how they look and they really do care and worry about it. Mm. And so this is where the element of just maybe knowing how to do like basic makeup application or Mm. hair or whatever kind of comes in. To help boost Um, the confidence a little bit. Exactly. That's right. For them, that might Mm. not be applicable to everybody. Mm. But I get what you're saying because I've worked with um, and I still swim in some 
fabulous circles with some fabulous people and they're so polished their hair looks amazing their face looks amazing their nails are always impeccable you know I don't want to show you what my nails are looking like right now um but yeah you know I think you just kind of need to come to terms with it I'm okay with it like you know I try and present myself as you know you as, always, as much as you I, you are one of those people, die. You might not be no, so, but not, you huh? always look impeccable every time I every time I see. You. I'm pleased to say I got my nails done yesterday, which is a oh, a that's amazing. So that is I'm amazing. <laughs> see, that is goals for me. I feel like anybody that has like nails and that like look after their nails it's just a sign of them being on top of their game they've got their shit together yeah no I hear <laughs> in you. in my eyes <laughs> I hear you and I don't splash up on a lot of um self-care stuff but yeah I, mm. I know what you're saying whenever I have my nails done I do I talk with my hands a lot more and I do just yeah. feel very very well to do so yes um, and I would too Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us today. You've been able to, you've given us some amazing tips and advice. And I suppose a good way to end would be to just let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you and um, use your lovely, lovely services to help amplify their stories and their business. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, really just follow me on Instagram. I do have a website, which is topknotmanagement.com.au. It's a little bit outdated though. Um, so follow me on Instagram. I'm very active on that. Send me a DM. Um, if you've got any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out. And yeah. Amazing. There. Thank you so much, Di. This has been so That's valuable. Right. And you have yourself a lovely day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Han. You take care. See ya. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sunshine Podcast for Women in Business. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also share this episode with a biz bestie who needs to hear it.